Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here today. We have started this series. We started it last week called the Christmas Playlist. Look here. I've got the subtitles going on. I don't know. Well, Vic, let's just not use this today. Thank you for being online. You know what? I don't, let me think about it for a minute because the people online may really need to see this. It keeps the camera from going back and forth. So thank you for joining us online. Thank you for being with us. You're going to see some to subtitles go across the bottom. I don't know why that's there. Does that bother you guys? Does it distract anything? Okay, well, let's just keep going. The Christmas playlist. So I love the announcement that uh, uh, Savannah just made about this week. It's going to be a very important week. And all of the songs this, that we used this morning uh, for worship that Tyler and the worship team picked out all had to do with, you know, hope has a name. It's Emmanuel. And what are we going to do when we go and rescue people? And, God, and Jesus is alive. And there are people who need him. And so what are we going to do as we begin to reach out to all those people around us? This is one of those weeks, and it's a big week because we as a, as a church get to, and, and it's not just our church, there are other people who are going to be coming in and joining us also, get to serve <clears throat> foster families, uh, not in just this county, but beyond our county. And we have almost 400 children who have registered and all the parents that are going to be bringing them. So she's right when she said, hey, here's the best thing that you can do for us this week. We still need parent gifts. What that means is this. When these children come in, we're trying to teach them how to be givers. Right? Because there's a lot of stuff that's being done for them. But we want to teach them how to give. And so they get to go into these special rooms and pick a gift for their mom and for their dad wrap up the gift and give it to them on Christmas. So we still need 500 adult gifts, 250 for men and 250 for mom and dad, right? So 250 piece. So you can go to places like Ross, uh, TJ Maxx, Five Below is a fantastic place to go and spend about $10, 10 to $12, get them on sale, and just a small gift that when a boy sees it, he would want to give that to his dad or he would want to give that particular gift to his mom and vice versa for girls. And so every one of these children get to pick out two gifts apiece so you can see how many gifts. We've already collected over 300, but we still need about 500 more. So if you would go and spend a little bit of money, get two, three gifts, five gifts, 10 gifts, 20 gifts, whatever God puts on your heart, and bring them here, We'll have a wrapping party, and then we'll do all that stuff by Wednesday. And so, and then we're going to go and have the event this weekend. That's the best thing you can do to help us, other than showing up at the event and just celebrating what God is doing, you know, in our community. It's such a great ministry. Okay, so uh, we have a couple of contestants. You know, at the beginning of all of these uh, messages, we start with the game. So will my two contestants please come up today? Go ahead and come on up. Here they come. Ladies and gentlemen, give them a big hand. Here, you take uh, the blue mic. Tell everybody your name. Your, does it work? Hello? Uh, I'm Brent Wadzita. Husband and wife. Brent, you stand on one side. Amy, you stand on this one. Last week, we had husband and wife team, and the wife smoked the husband. I'm just saying. And so today... I'm real nervous, y'all. I'm real nervous. Today, we're going to be playing this, uh, the game, Finish the Lyric. So what we have 
is we have chosen six songs. Now, I'm going to let the two of you choose who goes first because the songs are already in order. I don't want you to think that I've manipulated the game in any way. So, do y'all want to rock, paper, scissors? How do you want? Ladies first. Thank you, Brent. Such a gentleman. Okay, so Amy's going to go first. This is what we're going to do. And you can turn around. So as soon as uh, we say go here in just a minute, what Lori's going to do is she's going to play you. Not, you better get ready. It's already started. So, oh, okay. So sing with it. And then where there's blanks, you have to finish the lyric. Turn it up. Sing along and help out Amy with this first one. Go ahead. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Okay, so I don't know that you got all of the lyrics right, but it was a very good try. Okay, so you see how the game goes? Brent, are you ready for your song? Turn to the so. screen. Here we go. Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save you from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, let's see if we got it right. Hey, you want to sing along Christmas, with Wham? I gave you my heart, but the very next day. You gave it away this year to save me from tears. I'll give it to someone special. Way to go, Ruth, for the men. Way to go, Brent. I'm impressed. Okay, song number three. Amy, you ready? Here we go. That's the lyric. You got the eggnog right. The most important piece. So uh, it was fun. Also would not have gotten that. Drink the eggnog and then go ahead and go. I, I get it. All right, Brent, are you ready? Song number four? Uh, feeling pretty good right now. Here we go. <laughs> Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. 
Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring. Dancing and prancing and jingling there. <laughs> in the frosty air. <laughs> yeah. I think I let's, one. See, uh, let's see how bad he messed it up. This is the best one, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Everybody. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Okay, so I'm sorry, Brent. So Brent's up one nothing, but this last one for you is worth five points. So... So we're rooting for you. I've saved the two hardest ones for last. So there's a lot of lyric, and it's actually the next. It's like the pre. There's a pre-chorus, and then there's a post-chorus, and then there's a verse. So you'll be singing the post-chorus. You'll recognize the song. It's a lot, so I actually even gave you a couple of extra words. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, you better do the furrow. Do the, there you go. So right. proud. That's my wife. <laughs> a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is a bluebird. You did great. Here stays a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. She is up four points. You can easily catch up. So we'll give you four points if you can get this one right. I, I feel like I need a Rocky theme song going right all now. All the confidence in the world in you. Are you ready, Brent? Yes. Let's go. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, son traitor ancho de felicidad. What was that? Huh? I think my Porsche threw a rod. Is that what you said? I took German. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, let's sing it together. Prospero. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. Oh, so good. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Would you give Brent and Amy a big hand for joining Christmas. us today? Thank you. Congrats, Amy. Good job. That's, a, that's two weeks in a row. Yeah, just press the red button until the red light goes off. Thank you. Wow, way to go, guys. So that's... Uh, that's finished the lyric. That was, that's, uh, for me, that's a lot of fun. And just, just watching, you know, just where you think you know the words, and I'm, oh, I got this. And then all of a sudden the music drops. It's how harder than it looks, isn't it? Yeah. So today, as we talk about Christmas playlists, we've brought in a song 
that really this author did not write. He's uh, assigned uh, as the one who brought us the song, but actually in the song that we're going to talk about today, we do not know who wrote it. Uh, so John Mason Neal lived between 1818 and 1866. And he had a, a rough life. He was a, a, a brilliant mind. And, and yet had a difficult time in his upbringing. He lost his father when he was five years old. And his mother struggled a lot. And so he did the best he could to cover his mother and to go out and earn any, any kind of money that he could to help in his family. And he saw the pain of a single mom in a home trying to do everything that she could, you know, for her children. And, and this dramatically impacted his life on growing up in a home that really struggled, needing people to help and not really receiving all of that. He knew if he was going to go to college, uh, he was going to have to earn a scholarship, and he did. And so he went to college and was considered, I think the title they gave was the brightest mind of the class. And they had a couple of different awards. And so he was born in London. And so in going to Cambridge and going to a college there, he, uh, they said he had a brilliant mind. And they had these brilliant uh, cert certifications, uh, degrees, and then they had common degrees. For those who had these, we call them you know, honors classes, you know, advanced studies, for those who who passed those and got their degree with honors, they would be the first to be called to go into, and he was an Anglican, so to go into a parish, to go into a ministry. He wanted to go into ministry. He had a deep love for God, had that all of his life. And, and yet he struggled with math and was made fun of a lot because of it. And in that degree, if you, if you couldn't pass even basic uh, math, or, or in his case, calculus, then you couldn't receive an honors degree. And so at the end of his time in college, even though they said he had a brilliant mind, far and above everyone, all the other students in his class, he accepted a common degree and was not really offered a whole lot outside of that. His professors respected him so highly and felt so bad for him that the very next year they changed the criteria so that someone who struggled with something like math would not suffer, you know, b because of it. Uh, he went on to receive uh, an opportunity to go and take on a parish in the Anglican community, uh, but he had severe health issues and a lot with his breathing. And so he had to move down south, and so he moved... To these Madeira Islands which is just right above Africa and it helped him in his breathing but there was not a whole lot of opportunity so the first thing he did when he got there is he accepted what was called the wardenship he was considered the warden at Sackville College and here's a picture of it now Sackville College is a fancy name for homeless men there were a lot of men who either because of some physical uh, uh, deficiency or mental deficiency, 
education or whatever, whatever, they would come. There were these men who could not hold down a job, couldn't get a job, had no other way to eat or live outside of the gifts and generosity of a community. And so the state purchased, built this place for those men, and he spent the rest of his life uh, not earning very much money at all. In fact, I think it was like 27, is it euro? That would have been, I don't know what, I don't know what the currency was there right above Africa, but uh, it was more Portuguese, so whatever the currency is in Portuguese. 27 a year, that was his annual salary. And he went every day and tried to raise money from anyone who would be generous enough to feed all of these men. In his rounds, as he's going through the streets trying to serve people who struggle in life like he did when he was a child, he found a bunch of abandoned girls, young girls, who's, who had lost their father or for whatever reason they were not wanted and they were hiding in these little holes in these little places doing the best they could to live or worse, they went into prostitution and he couldn't stand it. And so he went to rescue these girls. And so if you can just, if you can see him at night, just going and trying to find anyone who was struggling with life, that's what he did. And so he started this place called St. Margaret's. And here's a picture of some of those girls that he had rescued. At the end of his ministry, he died at the age of 48. At the end of his ministry, he had rescued thousands of girls and saved, helped to save their life. And he brought them into the St. Margaret School. And not only did he care for them and love them and feed them and shelter them, but he taught them into nursing school and gave them the education and, and they developed a nursing school out of it and they were able to take care of themselves and serve other hurting people in their community. One day, people who didn't like him uh, be just because he served what they considered to be the scum of society, there was a girl who had passed away they were doing her funeral while he was in the middle of performing, doing her funeral. Some guys came in, made some big accusations and beat him up and, and pushed away all of the ladies, beat him up in the funeral. But he handled it with such grace that by the end of his life, they said all of his enemies were embarrassed and came to be at peace with him. Because he didn't let anything distract him from his mission. He loved old history. And he went into a monastery. And he found a bunch of abandoned books that were all dusty. And he pulled one out that was a book of poetry. And he found this hymn. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And it became the anthem of his ministry and how he wanted to live his life. It had a haunting tune to it. And even though he didn't write it, he brought it out and made it public. And he presented it because, he said, the words reflect what God has called all of us to do. Go and rescue 
hurting people. And the lyric of the song, Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appear. And he read that and he thought, that's, that's it. Beg, please, please, Jesus, come and rescue people who are lonely and hurting and wounded and move us into rescuing these people. Oh, come, thou dayspring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. And you can see as he's rescuing all these children why this song became important to him. Oh, come thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save and give them victory o'er the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. And so as we sing this song, it's going to end in victory because he spent his life rescuing as many hurting people as he could and put them on a path to heaven and wellness. But it didn't start that way. It started, just imagine this man who had been hurting all his life, walking through dark streets, trying to find anyone who had been abandoned and wounded and hurt so that he could rescue them in the name of Jesus. That's this song. Let's sing it now.
song. That's a great song. Because, yeah, you can clap for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it reminds us of our mission. Because Christmas is a lot of fun. Amen? I mean, it's just fun. It's a fun time of the season, but it's not the most fun for everybody. And so, what the song reminds us is, there's something greater than me spending all my time trying to figure out what I want for Christmas or what I'm going to give to somebody else for Christmas. There's something much bigger than that. And so as the song begins to live out in our lives, here's my question for you. 
get together as a family or friends, just however you want to do it, just your family should get together, come around, have an intentional conversation, or some friends get together and decide one thing you'll do this Christmas season to bless someone who could use it. Now, I'm, I see Seth Barlow sitting down here, and I know that with your mom, Michelle, and I know Michelle and Breck are watching. Guys, thank you. And, and I want to convey something to you. As Michelle lost her mother this past uh, week, they, they said, Breck sent me a text, that we have felt the love of First City Church in an overwhelming way. Thank you for walking with us through this difficult time. And they want to tell you thank you. For just being the, the, the family of God with them during this time. And there are others who are hurting, right? There are others who are struggling in, in the hospital or those that we're trying to reach. Including this week and what we're going to be doing with these children. right? But what will you do this Christmas season to bless somebody else? Have an intentional conversation. And ask, okay, it's not enough for me just to listen to the lyric of that song and appreciate the song. It's I now want to be moved to go do something intentional with my time. Can I give you some ideas? Actually, they're not from me. They're from Isaiah. Isaiah 58. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. We may not be able to free them, but we can pray for them. <laughs> right? We can, and, and, and we can pray that if they're wrongly imprisoned, they're set free. And, then, and, and we can advocate, lighten the burden of those who work for you. Right? That's probably where I ought to begin. Let the oppressed go free. Do what you can to help people. And you know, you know somebody who's carrying a burden, and it's, and it's hard for them, and it's difficult at times just to breathe. Help them. Remove the chains that bind people. Set somebody free. Share your food with the hungry. Maybe you'll just do that. Go get some $5 gift cards and give them to people on the street or whatever. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And this last one may be the hardest one to live of all. Do not hide from relatives who need your help. <laughs> and here's his promise. Then your salvation will come like the dawn. Your wounds will quickly heal. Your godly godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind then when you call the Lord will answer yes I am here he will quickly reply then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon the Lord will guide you continually giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. And I love this last couple of verses. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing stream. Just think of collectively who we are. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities, and you will be known as the rebuilder of walls and the restorer of homes. Your reputation in town will grow. People will come to know you as the people who rescue those who are hurting. And God says, I love all of that, and I'll bless you. That's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So I pray today as we begin to live this out that you let God occupy all of your heart. 
and that the more he takes over who you are, he moves your hands, he moves your feet, he moves your heart to go and do something in his name for somebody who needs it so that they too can see more of God in their life. Would you pray with me?